Praise God. You have your Bibles. I want you to turn with me today to Isaiah chapter 2. I want to start in verse 2. Amen. Isaiah 2, verse 2. says there, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be established above all hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob, our God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and he shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke the people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they enter war anymore. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen. I just want to say, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord today. Praise God. Uh, we see that uh, today I want to talk to you about elevating, elevating your expectations, elevating your walk with God. Uh, coming to know more about him. The concept of elevation implies exaltation. It implies rising up and going to a higher realm. And uh, I don't know about you, but I want to go to a higher realm today. I want to go to a higher level in God. This plain uh, promise here to Israel is during the millennial reign. Uh, Jesus would re rebuild his temple upon the mountain of Jerusalem. And the lamb that uh, has been become the lion, the Bible said, will rule with authority, with a rod, and with iron. He said, all nations shall come to him and learn his ways, and he will bless his people. Uh, and we see that there will be a universal peace that will come. And he said that they will discard their weapons, and they will refuse to war any longer. The reason for this peace is simple. Uh, Satan's rule of terror is over. Amen. It's the time of, of Jesus' reign here in the earth. Proverbs 29 and 2 said, When the righteous are in authority, people rejoice. But he said, When uh, the wicked bear rule, the people are in mourning. And uh, we have had there, a lot of people say, Well, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that in this time, in this season, the world will have already have their say. And it was uh, not successful. It did not work. But God is going to show the victory to his people. He is going, it's going to be that thousand years that is going to be fulfilled. When Jesus then is going to enter through the eastern gate. It's the only gate in Jerusalem that remains closed. It's closed uh, by the command of God in Ezekiel chapter 44. He said, this gate shall be shut and no one shall open it. No man shall enter it, and it shall be for the prince to enter in. Uh, in 1917, history tells us that the Turks tried to open it, and colonial uh, 
or the uh, commander of the, that army would, uh, was named, last name was Allenby. And he flew over, the colonel flew over that place and he f- dropped out leaflets that said, surrender or else, sign Allenby. But when the Turks read it, they read it to understand that it said, uh, surrender or else, Allah Bey, which means son of God. And so they, Jesus would come through that gate that was lifted up. It remains shut till today, but Jesus will come through that eastern gate. Daniel tells us in chapter 2 and verse 44, he will sit upon his kingdom that, that shall never be destroyed, but shall break in pieces all kingdoms and shall stand forever. In Isaiah 9, he said, and he shall sit on the throne of his father David, and of the, an increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Revelation tells us in verse chapter 11, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. According to Luke chapter 19, it says, those that have been faithful over a few things, he will make them ruler over many. Amen. It will be a time when the earth will be, uh, and mankind will return to a place of the atomic nature, of the place of the atomic fall. It'll be a time when it'll be returned. Ezekiel 36 says, they shall say this land is like the Garden of Eden. Amen. Isaiah says in verse 35, Israel shall bloom like a rose. Amos says in chapter 9, the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Even the animal kingdom will will be at peace. In Isaiah 11, it said the leopard and the kid, the calf and the lion shall feed together and the child shall play on the crocodile uh, den. He said peace is going to be on earth and goodwill toward all men. Amen. The prayer is going to be answered. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. But that is the, the, uh, the spiritual, this, the natural implication of this scripture. So I didn't want anybody leaving here today and saying pastors taking things out of context. But with every uh, physical application, there is also a spiritual implication. And this is what I want you to know today because it is line upon line and precept upon precept. The physical and the spiritual. The church is the spiritual house. Amen. There were houses that God ordained to gather his people. The tabernacle. It was, it was the tent of meeting. And David said, I want to build God a house because I have a house. But God only has a tent. And God said, you can't build it, but I'll let Solomon build it. And Solomon built a temple or a, a place for God. And when he got finished, the price tag was $147 million billion. Amen. $147 billion. 13 ton of stone was carved out, was hewn out by hand. Amen. And we know that there was not a hammer heard. Right? Uh, we see that uh, when the dedication took place, there were 120 trumpeters. There was a 30,000-member choir that was singing. The glory of the filled the house, and the priest could not stand to minister. Amen. It was destroyed, and it was replaced by Zerubbabel's house. 
Amen. Zerubbabel, when he built the temple, it was not majestic. It was not to have all of the, the bells and the whistles. It didn't have everything like Solomon's temple did. And when the elders seen it, the Bible said they wept because they remembered what the past uh, a temple looked like. They remembered the excitement that was in the house whenever the trumpeters began to sound the trumpet and the people began to worship God together. They remembered what it was like to experience the power and the presence of God in a place where unity was. Amen. Solomon had 22,000 ox. He had 120,000 sheep. But God said the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. Amen. What house? This spiritual house. This spiritual house. And we are the house of God. We are the temple of God. We are the ones today that the Holy Ghost dwells in. Ephesians 2 said that you are the household of God, built up in the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, building up, fitly framed together until the holy temple in our Lord, built together for the habitation of God through the Spirit. Peter said it like this, we are living stones built up into a spiritual house. God doesn't see us as another religious group. He sees us as his building. He sees us as his temple. He doesn't live in steel and structure. He doesn't live in wooden frames and brick mortar houses. He doesn't live behind stained glass and, and temple or, uh, steeples and bell towers. He doesn't live in the pews, but he lives on the inside of you and I. Amen. And so the Bible said, amen. The Bible said heaven could not contain him, much less a building is going to contain him. He lives on us, in us, and we are his house. Amen. Hebrews 3 said Christ is the son over the house whose house we are. So what happens in the early temple will be, happen in the spiritual temple too. Amen. There will be established. We will be exalted. We will be a place where that all nations, all ethnos will flow into it. Amen. The promise here is that God said he is going to elevate his church, that he is going to set it up on a high place on a mountain so that everyone can see it. Glory to God. Amen. I want to tell you this small thinking and, and low living is, is not of God. This concept that we're going to maintain and hold the fort till it comes is not something that God has ordained nor desires. But he said the latter house shall be greater than the former house. We are mesmerized by what happened at Pentecost. We are mesmerized by the apostles and we ought to give honor and respect to them. But I'm here today to tell you if we walk in the place with God that he desires for us to. This latter house will be elevated. Amen. Until we will know he said that the end of a thing is always greater than the beginning of a thing. And so thank God while we can look at the scripture and we can look at the disciples and we can look at Pentecost, we can celebrate that. But that was the beginning. And so let us not set our standards by what happened then. Because God wants to do something greater now. 
Amen. I ain't got nobody believe it, but I'm going to preach it till you get it. Amen. You see, we've got to go a little higher. We've got to press in on this thing because God has more desire for us today than for us to try to maintain. He's got more for us than us just barely getting by. He wants us to go to a new place in his kingdom. God always lifts his people up. He says, come, let us go up. Let us ascend into the hills of the Lord. The direction of God is always up. Amen. Hosea, he said, in two days I will receive you and in three days raise you up. First Peter said, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Amen. He shall exalt you. He shall abase you. Humble yourself and he will raise you up. Amen. The reason I'm preaching this today is because we have to deal with the attitude that all opinions are valid. All points are equal because they're not valid and they're not equal. Just because you believe something doesn't mean that it's true. Just because you believe something doesn't mean it's valid. If it does not uh, line up with the word of God, then it's not valid. If it's not lined up, it is not true. Amen. And so we see, uh, uh, yeah, give him praise. The political and religious crowd uh, want to be, uh, you know, this correct crowd wants to give all the same heed to every voice. Amen. But all religions are not equal. Amen. The Bible doesn't teach that all, that all options and ideas and beliefs are equal. Amen. The Bible said in Proverbs, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. Amen. There is only one truth, and that is God. Romans said, let God be true and let every man be a liar. Amen. His name is elevated. The Bible said that his knee has been given a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Amen. And so wherever we are and whatever we're in, when we, he gives us that authority that we can speak in the name of Jesus. Amen. And in that name, when we know that the person of the name, we can speak with authority in the name. Because in that name of Jesus, amen, everything is going to line up with his word. The powers and principalities and darkness and the wickedness is going to back up when you uh, have the authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. I know that everyone wants their religion and their organization to be just, you know, equal. But I'm here to tell you today that the name of Jesus is above every name. He's not among their names, but he is above their name. The scripture said he has highly exalted him. Not just a little bit above, not just to maintain, but highly exalted him and given him a name above all names. Hallelujah. His throne is above all thrones. His power elevated above all powers. Ephesians 1, he said, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, and but in the world to come. 
and hath put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, to fulfill of him that filleth all in all. And we're trying to compete with the sport world. And we're trying to compete with the political world. And that ain't even our fight. He's given us a name above that. Amen. Above that. And he has elevated us. Amen. Because the Bible said, because he is elevated. He has been seated in heavenly places. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father God. Amen. But now he doesn't leave us out. He elevated his name. He gave him a name above every name. But then he says he has a throne above all thrones. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Amen. Heaven is his throne. And earth is his footstool. Who else do you know that is big enough to live in two realms at the same time? Who else do you know that their seat occupies heaven and earth? But heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Speaks to me and says, I'm always at his feet. Amen. But he has exalted himself and given him a name that's above every name. But then he elevated us and we are elevated with him because in Ephesians 2 and 6, he has raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen. And now he has elevated us. We are the body of Christ. You don't never see a head walking around without a body. Huh? You don't see a body walking around without a head. It just don't happen. We are connected to the head. And Christ has taken us where he is. Glory to God. We aren't down here meagerly scrounging around trying to maintain and hold something together. But I submit to you that he has elevated us. He has taken us and seated us together in Christ Jesus in heavenly places with him. Amen. And so we're elevated today that we can take authority now that we're the head and not the tail. Now that we're above only and not beneath. Our position is above anything else in this world. It's above drugs. It's above addiction. It's above alcoholism. It's above poverty. It's above hopelessness. He has given us a place to seated in heavenly places with him where that we now are exalted above the difficulty and the situations of this world. You ask some folks, how are you doing? And they'll say, I'm okay for under the circumstances. What are you doing under the circumstances? Huh? I'm preaching better than you letting on. God come and mess you up. Amen. What are you doing under the circumstances? Christ has called you. You're a new creature. Old things have passed away. You got to quit acting like Adam. You got to take dominion and authority and raise up above the circumstances. Amen. And take authority over them. 
Praise God. You've got to take dominion. And take your situation and your life and say, I'm not going to allow my life to control me. I'm going to control my life. Amen. The Bible said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You won't have trouble. You are, you're not, it's not that you won't have trouble, but the trouble you deal with don't have to take you down. Amen. John said in verse uh, chapter 16, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's time to elevate. It's time to see yourself highly exalted with Christ. You say, well... What are you trying to say? I'm saying that it's time for us to go to a realm in another place where that we can be seen. Whenever you don't want to be seen, you get low. Right? When you won't, don't want nobody to know that you're around, you, you, you kind of slip and slide. And, huh? But whenever you know who you are, and you want to be seen, you get up to the highest place. And God wants us to get up so we can be seen. You're not a secret service. You're not in undercover. Come on. Amen. You're not in special operations. You are to be an example in this world. He said we are to be a city set up on a hill that cannot be hid. We're to be the light of the world that we don't hide it under a bushel or under a bed. Amen. But we let our light so shine to the world that men will see Jesus living on the inside of us. Praise God. Jesus started the church and he didn't start it in a dungeon. He didn't start it in a basement, but he started it in an upper room. Amen. And if we're going to continue on the legacy and the work of Christ in the earth, then we can't be down and out people, but we've got to be people that rise up. We've got to be people that accelerate so that we can elevate and we can go into the hills of the Lord. Who shall go into the hills of the Lord? Who has clean hands and a pure heart? Who has not sworn their self to vanity, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates day and night. You've got to be a person today that says, I'm not here just trying to make it on my own, but there is a God living on the inside of me that's greater than the world, greater than the circumstances, and he is going to take me upward. Amen. Whenever he came, he sent them to an upper room to be infused with power from on high. Amen. Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer and saw a lame man that they had seen at the gate called Beautiful and they said, look on us. Amen. Some people say, well, don't look at me, look at Jesus. I would if I could see him, but I can't, so you'll have to do. Come on, somebody. Get religious with me and I'll mess with you right here. Amen. We aren't seeing Jesus, but in the flesh of people. We allow him to work through us. 
religion has beat us down till we're a wretched worm and we aren't any good and one day we'll get out of here by the... No, no, no. There's too much price been paid for you to be a wretched worm crawling around and someday getting to heaven. Amen. If that was the case, Jesus would have never had to come. He could have just accelerated us, took us to heaven, and then we could have acted like kings and priests there. But he came and he died so that we could have victory in this present world, so that we could rise up and be the kings and the priests of our God, so that we could declare the word of the heaven into the earth and, praise God, allow his will to be fulfilled, not then, but now in our lives. Amen. Peter and John said, look on us because we don't have what you think you need, but we do have what you do need. You think what you need is silver and gold, but what you need is some power. And it just so happens that we've been up in the upper room. And so we've got some power today. We didn't have it before when we passed by. That's the reason we gave you what we had then. But now we've got some power. And so we're going to give you what we have. And the Bible said in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And they, the Bible said they lifted him up. Amen. They lifted him up. And when they lifted him up, he was able to begin to walk and to leap. Amen. That's why God wants to do. He wants to elevate us. He wants to lift us up. He wants to bring us to another realm. He wants to bring us to a new understanding. He wants to challenge our mind to quit thinking like we've been thinking all of these years and be challenged, amen, in the spirit and say there's more to God and I'm not about to just hold on and hold out till he comes, but while I'm here, I want to know him in a greater dimension. I want to know him on a greater realm. I want to understand him in a greater level and I'm going to press him on in on him till I experience him in that new realm. Amen. You're his representative. How are you representing? You're his ambassador. How are you doing? As he is in the world, 1 John 4 and 17, you can look at it. As he was in the world, so now we are. In the world. That don't sound like no second, third class Jesus to me. That sounds like we ought to be saying to the lame man, such as I have, I'm going to give it to you and raise them up. That sounds like a man that we speak to mountains and they move. That speaks to me and says that what he did, I should be doing. And if I'm not doing it, then I'm living too low. And I've got to go up. I've got to go up. I've got to elevate. I've got to ascend. I've got to go to another place. Because he desired what he did on earth that I do while I am here on earth. Amen. We're his representatives. And we're... We're, we've got to be on the front line. We've got to be uh, setting the pace. We've got to be showing uh, how to be joyful, how to be peaceful, 
how to be successful, how to be happy, how to be married, how to be prosperous, how to be victorious. Amen. The text said, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in top of the mountains. Mountains refers to power structures or an organization. And the house of God is going to be raised out of the ashes of obscurity and mediocrity and set above all things. Amen. He has been exalted into a name. He has been exalted into a hill. He has been exalted into a place. And the Bible said that all nations shall flow into it. This word nation is ethnos. Where we get ethnicity. We, ethnics, excuse me. Ethnics, all races, all creeds. Every kindred, every tribe, every tongue. Amen shall flow into the house of God. That proves to me there's not a God for the black man and a God for the white man. There's not a Hispanic God and an Asian God. The Arabs don't have to be Muslim. The Asians don't have to be Buddhist. The Irish don't have to be Catholic. Come on. But he said all ethnos, every nation shall come into the house of God. Jeremiah 32, he said, I am the Lord God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Amen. He said he's going to draw all men to himself. And so we have to prepare the way of the Lord. We have got to be like John the Baptist and prepare the way of the Lord. We have got to uh, be willing to say that you follow me as I follow Christ. I'll lead you to a higher place. I'll lead you to a higher revelation. I'll lead you to a higher understanding of who God is. Joel 2 and 80 said, It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams on my servants and handmaidens. I will pour out of my spirit in those days. Amen. It's not about that we're going to try to get out of here on a whim and a prayer. We are not going to leave here like a bunch of whip pups. But whenever the body of Christ leaves here, the world's going to know we're gone. Amen. We're not leaving in the dark. We're not leaving quiet, but when we leave, we'll leave in a shout. Amen. And a voice in the trumpet of God that is going to be so loud that the dead are going to come up out of the grave. Amen. Because the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with him in the clouds of glory. And so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air. Amen. I want to tell you that that's not a quiet, uh, amen, exit, but that is a joyful sound that is going to be heard around the nations of the world. The universe will know that the kingdom of God has come to pass and we have been exalted yet once again to rule and to have dominion and authority over all of the face of the world. Amen. No limits. 
no boundaries, no restrictions. The gospel will be preached to the world. Amen. And it will pierce the darkness. And it will penetrate the hardest of hearts. And when they hear it, their hearts will melt like snow. Amen. When they hear it, the steel heart will become warm. Why? Because we reveal his power and his presence in our life. And he has exalted us so that we can be seen by the world and that we can bring glory and honor to his name. When revival comes, the drunk's going to quit drinking. The liar will quit lying. Amen. The hypocrite will become afraid. The power of God will cause men to beat their swords into plowshares. Amen. And the wicked will cease their troubling and the weary will be at rest. Amen. This is what God is looking for in this last day. I know that our generation and this culture that we're living in, in America, even so now, it doesn't look nothing like this. But I'm here to tell you, amen, that Obama can't stop it. The government can't stop it. Amen. The governor can't stop it. The mayor can't stop it. There is something that's above every power. There is something that is above, amen, every nation. And the kingdom of God will be exalted. The kingdom of God will be established on the earth. Amen. I thank God for someday I'm looking forward to going to heaven. But while I'm here, I'm praying, thy kingdom come now. Thy will be done now in the earth. In the earth as it is in the heavens. Amen. People have the church. And the saints way down on the level. Amen. Of importance. They have the church under the government. They have the church under the presidents and kings and princes and heads of state and under athletes and under celebrities and under entertainment and under education and under employment. Amen. They don't see the importance or the significance of the house of God, the kingdom of God. Amen. But I want to tell you that the kingdom of God is still expanding. Amen. It's still growing. It's still in operation in the earth. But you see, the, the systems of the world, they, they say that we're not important, that we're insignificant. Amen. We don't have a significant role to play. We don't have a voice. Say, just sit down over there and be quiet. And when we need you, we'll call you. Amen. When we need you, we'll call you for the things that we don't want to be bothered with. When, when we need to feed the hungry, we'll call you. When we need to house the homeless, we'll call you. But don't go too far because in case we need you for an emergency like a terrorist attack or like an earthquake or a flood, amen, just keep quiet until we call you. But I've got a surprise, surprise because we are coming and we're not coming to sit in a corner.
We're not coming to sit idly by or quiet, but we're coming with like one crying in the wilderness and we're coming with healing in our hands and we're coming with a burden removing, yoke destroying anointing that's going to destroy the yokes, amen, that has kept mankind in hostage for years and they're going to realize that there is but only one God and it is Jehovah God. It is Jesus Christ, the risen one, amen. He said, arise and shine for the light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you for behold darkness shall cover the earth even gross darkness the people but he said but the Lord shall raise uh, rise upon thee and his glory shall be upon thee he said the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea praise God I'm telling you we're not going out of here backwards but we're going up because we are elevated in a heavenly place with him and we're walking in dominion and in authority. We're going higher. How do you know we're going higher? Because I'm connected to heaven and not hell. And whatever you're connected to is what you'll be drawn to. Some folks got too much hell in them. Huh? Huh? Got too much hell in them. And that's the reason why they're always living low life. But you got to get some heaven in you. Because when you get heaven in you, it'll pull you toward heaven. It'll cause you to be seated in heavenly places. Your mind will be on things that are pure and holy and honest and of virtue and of a good report. And so I challenge you today to rise up. (laughs) Amen. And get connected to heaven. Nudge your neighbor and tell them, connect to heaven. We're citizens of both worlds, but the power that we have got from heaven will change the earth. Did you hear me? I said we're citizens of both worlds, but the power we get from heaven will change the earth. Amen. What we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why? Because we get our authority not from this world, but we get our authority from heaven, a higher place, a higher realm. Amen. You hear people talk about hell on earth, and they accept it. But when you start talking about heaven on earth, they look at you funny. What causes me to look at folks funny, why would you accept hell on earth but you can't accept a little heaven on earth. Amen. God wants us to be seated together with him in heavenly places. The Bible said that whenever Jesus was baptized, that the heavens opened up. It don't say they shut back up. Y'all ain't listening to me. He said the heavens opened up. And now we have access into the heavenlies. Amen. Access to open to healing. Open to the coming and the power of Christ living in us. The church is being elevated to a state of power to declare and decree a thing. Amen. For the word of the Lord shall go forth. The saints will have power over every outlaw spirit. Amen. Every spirit that breaks and enters into your life. The spirit of depression, the spirit of poverty, 
the spirit of sickness. God has given us authority over every one of those powers. He has elevated us. He has given us a place of dominion and authority today that we can speak to those spirits and say, you've got to go in the name of Jesus. Amen. I appreciate the law enforcement. I thank God for them. But I got me something a little else to help me at the Matthews house. It's got a crimson laser on it. And if you come up in my house in the middle of the night unannounced, I'm going to assume you ain't there to say hello. So I've got me some authority because that is my house. Huh? That's my house. And you don't have a right. Nobody has the right to come in unannounced, breaking in my door. Huh? And so I guard and protect my family because that's my family and that's my house. Are you hearing me? Why should we accept any less in the spirit? Allowing the devil to come up in our house, racking havoc, havoc. Amen. Taking our children, binding us up, tormenting us with every demonic spirit of hell. We've got to rise up today. Amen. And take the word of God as our source and our strength and say, "Uh uh-uh, devil, you ain't going to come up in here, but we're going to take authority and dominion over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Religion will tell you that if you open, keep the, you open the door or you leave the door open, that the enemy has the right to come in your life. If I leave the door open at my house, you still don't have a right to come in and take my stuff. Amen? God has granted us authority that even in the midst of our weakness and our shortcoming, that he will provide us with his might and his power. Even those places that we are weak, he said, I'll be strong for you. Amen. In those places where that we haven't yet ascended to the hill of the Lord. Because it is possible for you in one place of your life to go up, to be strong. And other places of your life, amen, to still yet be low. But God said, I love you so much that even though that you're not there yet, I'm going to guard you and protect you. And even your worst day as a child of God, I'm going to give you authority and dominion over all of the powers of the enemy. Praise God. It isn't about seniority. Seniority says, I've been here long enough until I can do this. But I want to tell you there is a difference between seniority and authority. You can work a job for 30 years and never get any authority. And a rookie come in and in six months he has authority to make changes. Now I'm telling you that the body of Christ, we don't operate in seniority. We operate in authority. And whenever we walk in that authority and dominion, we can tell the devil you've got to stop it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the word of God will back us up. Paul said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. 
If you believe it, then you have to speak it. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm delivered. I believe I'm set free. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Let the sick man say I'm well. Amen. I'm the first and not the last. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed and not cursed. Amen. It's time for the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Amen. Sickness has to be gone. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Poverty has to be broken in the name of Jesus. And it's not going to be done so by us setting back. Amen. But we're allowing depression and oppression to rage in our lives. But we've got to rise up and speak the word of the Lord over our lives. Amen. It's time for the saints to become bold as lions. And speak as the men and the women of God that we are. Amen. Speak the word of faith that is nigh even into our mouth, Romans 10 says. Jesus showed us how to speak of authority by standing in the streets and healing the Roman centurion's servant. Never went into the house. Never stepped foot in the house. Just spoke the word. And the word was more than enough to bring healing to the centurion. It's time to start speaking. Speak over your house. Speak over your job. Speak over our schools. Speak over our region. Speak over our territory, our neighborhood, our cities. The Bible said a thousand, one shall chase a thousand, but two of you shall put 10,000 to flight. So what if we start speaking the same thing? I tell you what will happen if we start speaking the same thing. It'll start looking like heaven on earth instead of like hell on earth. Amen. Because he has raised us up. He has elevated us to another realm. That we don't have to barely get by. But we can walk in divine authority. In Christ Jesus. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the power and the presence of God that is present to perform your word. Now, God, for those who are 